So 298. Yeah. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash New 52. <laughs> New Origin. Uh, I think at this point this is now the uh, this is the DCU. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because because uh, I would say New Fifty Two came out when uh, when after the last time that we disappeared for six <laughs> months. Right. Yeah, we do it. it we're, we're like a TV season. Um, <laughs> now that production values are so high, we can't just churn the shit out. We have to, you know. Right. There's a lot of post work, like the animation. <laughs> yep. Lots of lots of special effects. Oh uh, yeah. Later seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we got wardrobe, makeup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. It's it, been four months? About four months. Yeah? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, April 23rd was the last time that we recorded. Wow, and here uh, it is, August 23rd. August. Oh, it is the August 23rd. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even realize that. Me, me neither. Um... So, should we talk about that? Yeah, it's up to you. I don't care either way. Okay. Well, that's insensitive of you. <laughs> I don't care either way whether we talk about it. Okay. Uh, uh, well, you know, let's go ahead and preface this by saying that, you know, uh, uh, last year, you know, uh, our friend uh, Doogie uh, died. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that caused you some, some mental anguish. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, uh, that, that sort of, uh, put a stop to the podcast for a while. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we started doing it again and everything was fine. And then, uh, and then I went ahead and had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so basically what we've proven is that, uh, gutter trash is completely and totally acceptable to, uh, Bad mental health. Yeah. 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 Susceptible. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And acceptable, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, I, did I say it? I thought you said acceptable. I thought I... Uh, well, if Who knows? I, if I did, I meant susceptible. Right. Uh, I've had a couple of drinks. I'm, I'm a slurry a little should, bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, my... In, in, in an overall sort of... Uh, you know, uh, bigger picture kind of, you know, view, uh, what happened to me, certainly, uh, not as traumatic as, as what happened to you. Oh, well, we're not, it's not a contest, no, but, right? but, you know, uh, we just didn't feel like doing it. Neither one of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For various reasons. Yeah. Uh, but basically what happened to me is, uh, shortly after we recorded our, our, the last episode that we did. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, you know, is, 
not the only reason that I completely lost my mind, mm-hmm. uh, but it was definitely the catalyst for every other thing that happened in my life that was fucking me over to just sort of trigger and, uh, you know, just sort of compound into just a, a massive uh, mental breakdown. Right, yeah. Um, emotional breakdown, I guess, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, which... And it's tough to feel like you want to be, like, um, pardon us for thinking <laughs> that we actually are attempting to be entertaining. Right. So it, it's it's hard to try to be entertaining. I know everyone's like, what? You're right. trying, you're yeah. trying to be entertaining this whole time? <laughs> really? Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising everyone. <laughs> This was actually meant to entertain you. At the very least, it's it's supposed to at least entertain us. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was very difficult, I think, for either of us during, during those times to to really feel like we were going to be f- at least funny to each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if we're not even going to entertain ourselves, right. we should definitely not record it. Right. Because, I mean, you know, when, when, when you were going through your thing and then and these past couple of months where I've been going through mine, you know, we, we still hung out and then talked to each other, but, but we weren't exactly yeah. super chipper yeah. during those times. Yeah. And, and I mean, in, in a way, we're both still going through it because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the, the year anniversary of Doogie's death has, has been mm-hmm. recent and... Yeah, I'm sure it still affects you on a daily basis. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, but and then this is where I get into the whole you know comparison thing. You know, it's like a girl dumped me. <laughs> it's not exactly the same as you know your closest friend killing himself. Right. But you know, <laughs> but she was a special girl. She was and, a very special and, girl, and obviously meant a lot to you. Uh, very much so. And and I mean, at this point, I still can't even be mad or or angry about it. I I just because I still love her very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just going through that, uh, especially in the initial days, you know, and weeks, yeah, did not feel like uh, talking about funny books or movies. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I'm still not great. Right. Uh, I've, I've actually... Uh, did it really sort of compounded my my depression and my anxiety uh, to the point where uh, I kind of almost became suicidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I had suicidal thoughts. I still continue to have suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean you mean you think about Mike Muir's band from the eighties a lot? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad you're having those thoughts. It's such a great band. <laughs> Everything's peachy. Yeah, everything's great. Um, but you know, yeah, uh, it's it's something that I'm dealing with. Right. And, uh, part of, I mean, obviously, I need more than just uh, you know, I, I need help. Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, which which uh, if I can never figure out my uh, health insurance situation, I might eventually get. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I do want to. I actively want to. I just, uh, it's a matter of, literally, it's a matter of time and money. Mm-hmm. And I have not much of either. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but but in a, in a way to sort of help me cope with, with uh, everything that I'm feeling, I thought maybe it's it's time to 
settle into some some pre uh, ex girlfriend routines, pre chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I thought, you know, did I started getting the hankering to do the podcast again? Yeah. And then, and rather than uh, hang out with you and just be a moany bitch, uh, <laughs> right? You know, uh, maybe maybe we should try to have some fun once in a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> just once in a while, though. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna ease it back into it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, and then you seem to be down for doing the podcast again. Mm, yeah. So so here we are. Yeah, there's movies I want to watch and books I want to read. And, Same here. You know. Yeah. And then I think I've I've almost gotten the hang of uh, being alone enough by myself that I could read a comic. Right. <laughs> See, that's a plus. <laughs> it's definitely a plus. Yeah. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, uh, well, the the, the long time listener, if if you've missed us, uh, hey, we're back. Yeah. And uh, sorry for for that. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, you'll hear the uh, the lost episodes. Yeah, uh, there's by now. four? Three. Three, okay. Three. Uh, yeah, we, uh, even before the breakup, just I uh, sort of lost track of time, and then there was that point where I was actually sick for like a month and a half. Right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so so that kind of put a damper on things, and uh, so, so yeah, so there were some episodes that I just never got around to editing. Yeah, we recorded uh, them, we just... Yeah, and then you know, once the breakup happened, it was just sort of like I just really didn't feel like right sitting here in my office by myself putting together a podcast. Right, right. Yeah, Uh, but you know, finally put them together, and they they should be up by the time you hear these, and then hopefully we're we're gonna keep up on this. Yeah, because I I kind of missed this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and so uh. We kind of spur of the moment decided last night to do this. Yeah, yeah. Whereas usually we we know like a week ahead of time. Right. And um, well, the thing is, four months ago I picked a comic to read for this episode. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, so the listener probably, you know, has it fresh in mind uh, what we're going to be talking about oh, yeah, in this episode. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally don't even think I read the comic. You did not. Yeah, what comic was it? Uh, I had picked the Thrilling Adventure Hour graphic novel. That's right, you did. I do remember that, yeah. now that you say it. Uh, and uh, that is currently packed away. I, I don't know exactly where it is. I think it's in one of the boxes behind you there. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we decided spur of the moment uh, to do this tonight. Um, obviously, I hadn't read the book yet. <laughs> you clearly hadn't read the book right. yet. And, uh, both of us were not going to be reading that book within the span of, uh, 12 hours. No, no. Uh, so we decided, uh, instead we're going to do a little something different. Yeah. And, uh, watch a movie. Yeah. That we did not warn you about. <laughs> but you've seen it. I would hope you've seen it. Because uh, cause I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it by now. Uh, I think my mom's probably... No, I don't know. Yeah. She probably hasn't seen it. I know my mom has, because we saw it in the theater together. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. In 94? Yes. 94? 94. Yeah. I remember it distinctly. 
because uh, it opened within the first month of me working at the movie theater. Oh, wow. Okay. So you get to see it for free? I did indeed. Wow, nice. Saw it multiple times for free. Nice. Because it is definitely one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Benji, go home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No, what what movie was it? I already forget. (laughs) It was the Thrilling Adventure Hour (laughs) concert Oh, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We watched Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yes. That's right, we did. <laughs> and I haven't. I, I saw that movie in the theater as well in 94. Yep. Probably with whoever I was dating in high school. And I think I may have seen it once or twice since then on VHS. This is, this is the first non-VHS or theater version I ever saw. Uh, like I said, I, I saw it multiple times in the theater. Uh, while it was still playing at the theater, I would, uh, just pretty much go in there during my lunch break and watch Pulp Fiction while eating my lunch. Right. Uh, like, you know, just whatever half hour span of it that was on at the time. That's the cool thing about it. You can kind of wander into this movie. You know, it's not like you have to watch it from the beginning. It helps. It does, but I mean, especially if you've seen it before, it's not like, oh yeah, you know, like, You can watch the last half an hour and you're fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so yeah, then uh, I, I want to say I had a copy of this on VHS, like when when that eventually was released. Uh, then you know, upgraded to DVD. Yeah. You know, Ten years ago, twelve years ago, whenever mm-hmm. I got a DVD player for the first time, and I'm uh, pretty sure this was one of the first DVDs that I bought. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I think I watched it then and have not seen it since so yeah 10 years at least at least 10 years yeah it's probably been about that for me yeah uh yeah, welcome back to the gutter trash summer uh, motorboat special <laughs> probably can't even hear that yeah, probably not um yeah so, so pulp fiction pulp fiction revisiting quentin tarantino's classic. uh it's probably the the movie that kind of put him on the map right it, i would say it definitely is yeah I would say Reservoir Dogs got him some attention. Yeah. But Pulp Fiction put him on the map. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs was his, uh, you know, Madonna wearing a, a bra on stage, and Pulp Fiction was her sticking a crucifix in her vagina. Right. right. Wait, that happened? Uh, probably. <laughs> she was in The Exorcist? <laughs> in, in my fever dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Madonna stars in all of the horror movies in my favorite dreams. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Pulp Fiction it holds up really well. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I I would definitely say this still remains in my top five favorite movies. Really? Oh okay. yeah. Wow. It, it, yeah, I like it a lot. I it's never been one of my top ten favorite movies, but I I think it's a really well done movie. Yeah. And. Super, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, duh, the dialogue is so good, like, everybody oh, yeah. talks about it, but, um, I like how it is a, you know, just, like, kind of a boring, you know, film trope of just, like, oh, here's another, like, I don't know, here's another movie about gangsters or whatever, but right. it's done so differently, and, you know, it's more about the characters, and there's hardly any gunplay in the movie other than, like, 
funny like accidents and things like right. that. So I think that's what makes it so stand out as is a uh, you know it's it doesn't just fall into the you know the generic gangster right kind yeah of yeah, yeah like yeah. the cliches and everything right yeah yeah I, the, the the characters I think are definitely what makes this movie work more than like mm-hmm. other movies. Because, I mean, this movie came out, and then there were hundreds of other movies that wanted to be this Oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that none of them had was decent characters or Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. 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 The soundtrack helps, too. Oh, yeah. Such definitely. a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, even the songs I don't like are still good. Yes. <laughs> uh, it does kind of make me want to see um, The Further Adventures of Jules. Like him just wandering around the countryside, <laughs> yeah. getting into adventures. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually becoming a bum. <laughs> yep. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> um, that would be a good comic book, actually. Probably. I mean, Quentin Tarantino's uh, delved into comics recently. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He uh, co-wrote the uh, Django Unchained adaptation for Vertigo Comics. Oh, oh okay. And then there was the Django Zorro crossover. Did he have any involvement? In he co-wrote it with Matt Wagner. Really? Oh yeah. Did not know that. Well, co-plotted. I'm guessing. Mm. I'd say he probably, I doubt that he and Matt Wagner were like sitting in an office, <laughs> bouncing ideas yeah. back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably just like, "Hey, kind of have him do this, right?" In yeah. a in a letter, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maverick sold one copy of each issue of Django Zorro. Really, one copy. Wow! Like I think we, I think we may have sold two number ones, but after that, you know, it was all one copy. Who, whose fault do you think that was, Django's or Zorro's? Um, that's. A, <laughs> I would have to go Zorro because Zorro doesn't sell comics at Mavericks, right? Like, it, and Django's never had his own comic. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, actually, I'm sure that sold out. Actually, okay, but right. that was like hot on the tails of the that's movie yeah. release, so. Or maybe even before the movie. I think it came after. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, didn't sell well. Yeah. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. I like Zorro. Yeah, he's the gay blade. He is. He was in this movie, too, we just watched. That's right. Yeah, he was one of the servers at uh, Jack Rabbit's Limbs. Yep. Yeah. That is, uh... It's one of those things, like, you know, rewatching. Like, you pick up... Things that you may not have caught, oh, yeah. like, you know, on previous viewings. I never saw Zorro before. Tonight. Oh yeah? yeah, okay, yeah. I I uh, I'm sure I knew this, but I had forgotten that Steve Buscemi was Buddy Holly. Oh yeah, the waiter. Yeah. Like when he popped on the screen, I was like, oh yeah, he's in this. Yep. Uh, was uh, there's uh, during the Gold Watch segment. Uh, at the very end, uh, I had never noticed that uh, when when Bruce Willis Butch is leaving the pawn shop after saving Bing Rams, uh, there's a sign on the the window that says uh, "Watch battery sold there." Oh wow! Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So you think that's what made him turn around? He I saw know. that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know he was because yeah the watch symbolizes like. You know, getting through shit. You know, right, like, yeah. like like making it through, and yeah. and and he was like, "Yeah, 
gotta make it through this. Gotta gotta hope that other guy make it through this. Yeah. I think that might be my. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like the uh, the stuff with Butch might be my favorite part of the movie, just because I've always I've always loved Bruce Willis, like from Moonlighting and right. Hudson Hawk and just everything. Like I, I've always thought he was great, but. I think yeah, that might be my favorite part of the movie, that that whole story. Yeah. It's a good part. I mean, yeah. there's no real bad parts to this movie. Right, yeah. Uh, eh, I mean, maybe there was a couple parts where I was just like, hey, this is a little slower than I recall it being. Right. You know, but, you know, it, not to the point where it was just like, come on, get it over no, with. No, never, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of it, like some of the dialogue, because you know exactly what, it's gonna be yeah. all the back and forth. Like, okay, here's the Royale with cheese scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, like it's it's cool and well written, but it's like right. you, you you know it really well. Yeah, we we all repeated it to our friends ad nauseum right. when we were sixteen, right. seventeen, whatever. Yeah. yeah, man, this movie was such like a big part of our teenage lives, though. Oh yeah, yeah, our high school yeah. era. Uh, even when I worked at the movie theater. Uh, uh, we had uh, our, our clocking uh, system, the, the timekeeping system mm. was like this. It was like a punch clock. Right. Uh, but you had like this little credit card thing that you would swipe. And uh, I had taken a label maker and put bad motherfucker on mine. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and this movie also got me addicted to Sprite. Sprite? Really? Yeah. Just because Jules drinks that guy's Sprite? Yep. Uh, during the uh, the uh, opening scene when uh, they're about to kill the uh, the three kids who stole Marcellus Wallace's briefcase, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the the one kid Frank Wally is uh, eating Big Kahuna burger and uh, drinking a Sprite. Uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, the way that uh, Jules drank that Sprite just really made me <laughs> thirsty for Sprite. Right? He seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, for just the longest time, I just uh, would order a Sprite whenever I would go to, like, McDonald's <laughs> or whatever, because it was very refreshing. You didn't order a Royale with cheese, did you? I would you? not. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure some people did. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. yeah. I, I made sure that uh, I would never do that at a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> or a Le Big Mac. So what was the deal? The dude that uh, Vincent Vega, spoiler, accidentally kills... Um, Marvin? Marvin, yeah. He's like, why is he there in the apartment with the guys that Vincent and Jules are there to kill? Is he, like, undercover? Okay. That's weird that you're, well, it's kind of weird. Uh, I never thought about it before today. He, okay. Uh, first of all, let me go ahead and plug another podcast out there. Okay. Uh, there's a podcast called I Was There Too. Uh, hosted by Matt Gorley, who is uh, one of the Super Ego uh, guys. Oh, okay. And uh, the I Was There Too podcast is where he uh, interviews people who were in very small roles in major oh. movies. Oh, all right. And uh, like his first episode ever, he uh, interviews Paul F. Tompkins about being in uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I heard that one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's interviewed like some of the, like, Marines who were in Aliens and you know, oh cool like the passengers on the bus and Speed <laughs> right uh, 
But his most recent episode is where he interviews uh, Phil Lamar, who plays Marvin in Pulp Fiction, about playing Marvin in Pulp Fiction. Wow. Okay. And so they kind of discuss a little bit about uh, who Marvin is and why he's there. And basically he said that, uh, you know, just in talking to Quentin Tarantino uh, before they were filming the movie, he basically sort of set it up that uh, those four dudes had stumbled upon Marcellus Wallace's briefcase and decided, you know, like they figured out who, who it belonged to and they know who Marcellus Wallace is and they decided to try to blackmail him and or extort him to get money for it. Okay. Uh, and it turns out that Marvin was probably like a dude who happened to live in Jules's neighborhood and, you know, so basically word got around that, you know, this guy was part of this thing. And so somebody eventually told Jules about it. And so, you know, basically Jules confronted him prior to all this and said, hey, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You know, we got to uh, fix this. And he, sp- he spilled the beans. Yep. Okay. In exchange to uh, to, to not be uh, blown away. Okay. Which sadly does not work out for him. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's another thing about this movie. It's kind of like, you know, it kind of has that lesson that's in a lot of your just violent, you know, gangster movies where, you know, like, you know, it starts off glorifying, you know, drug use and gunplay. Right. And then, you know, it always turns out bad, of course. But, you know, a lot of people just don't get that lesson. Right. You know, in, in movies, like viewers, viewers don't get right, it. You know, right. they're like, they're like, man... Goodfellas is awesome. I love it when they just kill everybody, you know? Oh, yeah. Or all the dudes who have Starface, Scarface posters right. uh, in their house. Yeah, they just, they don't get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, and guess what? He dies in that movie. Yeah. And, and not a very pleasant man no, before yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie kind of shows how bumbling a lot of these people are. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> like Vincent Vega, especially. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That that is actually part of uh, the, that interview with uh, Phil Lamar, is that they they mentioned that uh, originally in the script, uh, Vincent was just going to shoot Marvin like on purpose, you know, just cold blood kill Marvin. Okay. And uh, John Travolta actually told Tarantino, uh, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't do that because that makes me a real asshole." Then throughout the rest of the movie, and you're never going to be on my side. That's true. And so yeah. they changed it to just having it be an accident. Huh, that's his idea. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So he was going to kill him in the car? Uh, I think he was going to kill him, in, well, I guess it would be in the car in order to get the... That uh, whole scene. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it it makes the movie a lot funnier. Oh, yeah. To, to have that. I mean, that's like one of the... That's one of the funniest parts of the movie. And it it's is. So, it's such a dark humor, but... But it's it's really it's really great. Everyone in the theater cracked up, <laughs> right? When we uh, when, when we saw it, it's it's that moment is only equaled by in Burn After Reading when uh, Brad Pitt is surprised surprisingly killed yeah. out of nowhere, yeah. like because you don't expect it, you know. Right, yeah. Like that's why it's so funny. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that's the deal with Marvin. Okay. Well, it makes <laughs> yeah. more sense. Because, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, like, unfleshed out backstory. Like, you don't really need it. 
because uh, the scene is set and the characters, the tone, right. the tones build up enough that you know basically what's going on. But right. but it does have a little uh, a little bit of ambiguity where you're like, you know, what's the deal with Maynard and Zed? What, you right, know, like right. what, what, you know, who is this gimp? Why, you know, right? Why is uh, Winston Wolf uh, at some sort of party wearing a tuxedo at eight thirty in the morning? Yeah, right. I mean, he's still up from the night before, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like, like everything that's going on in the other room when he's on the phone. Yeah. It's like, there's like an auction happening or something. Not, right. A state sale. Or yeah. Something. It's weird. A funeral. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And you wouldn't wear a tuxedo to a funeral, I guess. No, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> right. No. Um, maybe Winston Wolf would. Maybe. Yeah, it's true. He is the wolf. He is maybe my favorite character in the movie. Oh yeah. Well, he's so good. Yeah, I think maybe because prior to this, um, I'd only ever seen him in Reservoir Dogs and oh, Mean Streets, maybe? Okay. Um, and, like, he's so different. He's, like, so... He's such a versatile character actor. Right. Because um, he's so, like, kind of likable and nice in Reservoir Dogs. And then, uh, like, he's just, like, a sweet old guy. Right. But uh, in, in this one, he's, like, more of a commanding, like, suave presence, you know? So right. It just kind of... I was like, oh, this Harvey Keitel guy is really good. He is pretty good. Yeah. Harvey Keitel. So, I mean, you know, everybody knows Pulp Fiction. Everybody knows the plot and, and all that. Oh, yeah, you've and seen it. I'm sure everyone who's listening to the show has seen it. Multiple times, right? right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about, uh, what do you think about, like, all the conspiracy bullshit that happens with this movie? Oh, you mean, like, with the what's in the case and right. stuff like that? I, I just feel like it's supposed to be some sort of beautiful jewels or something. Okay. Like, you know, like something that's so amazing that if they showed it to you, it would lose that oomph that your imagination gives it. Right. Yeah. Like, to me, that's that's all it is. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, that is, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Quentin Tarantino has basically said that it's, you know, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Right. Know? But there are a lot of people out there who say that it's uh, Marcel Wallace's soul. Huh. That's interesting. Because the devil has uh, taken his soul through the back of his neck, which is why he wears the bandit. Oh. And the combination of the briefcase is 666. Right. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, I hadn't thought about that before. I just thought, I just thought uh, it was 666 because it was like kind of a joke, you know, like 1, 2, 3, 4, you right, know. Right, right. Like, like, those are the two numbers you would try first. But, sure. Um, and I thought the, the band-aid was just to give a little character because the first, like, ten minutes you see Marcellus Wallace is from behind his yeah, head. Right, yeah. You know, just to, like, give you something to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently what it was is that, uh, he showed up to set and he had cut himself shaving his head. Uh, oh, like, the back of his neck? Yep. Because huh. he shaves his own head. Huh. So, wow. They decided, hey, that's kind of neat looking. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. It's like Les Nessman from WKRP. What? What? How's that? Oh, you know, the the character of Les Nessman uh-huh. uh, always had a bandaid on in a different place in every episode of WKRP. Really? Yeah, because uh, the very first episode he had like cut himself, and so he was wearing a bandaid, and so uh, that just sort of became his thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. 
And then, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, being in the movie. <laughs> right. He's the guy hiding in the bathroom with yeah. the gun. Young Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. It's actually, uh, an Arquette brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who is actually now, uh, an Arquette sister. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Alexis Arquette, I think, is her name. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Of course, uh, there's another Arquette in this movie, Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Not my favorite Arquette. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're you're a David, right? I like David Arquette. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go Patricia. Patricia, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 The Medium. The Medium? Yeah. Is that a movie? That was a TV show where she was a psychic housewife. I, don't, I don't know about this show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, True Romance and uh, sure, Lost uh, Highway. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, oh yeah, that's arguably her best work. It's the only film she's been in that I know of that has a Doc in the soundtrack, so. <laughs> There's gotta be another one. <laughs> there, there probably is. <laughs> Sometimes whenever I masturbate to her scene in Lost Highway, I'm listening to Doc and with, <laughs> with the volume turned down on Lost Highway. <laughs> but. I'm more masturbating to Dokken, and she just happens to be on the screen at the same time. <laughs> George Lynch is a guitar solo, am I right, everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting hard right now. What else about this movie? What else about this movie? Was it ever turned into anything else? Was there ever like a... Uh, a theatrical play or a, like <laughs> a, a novelization or a uh, I don't think com- so. Marvel comic graphic novel adaptation. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I really doubt it. It seems weird that they didn't like have some sort of actual, you know, pulp novel kind of tie-in with some of the characters. Right, yeah. you know? I mean, I know Tarantino has talked about. Of course, he talks about this with every fucking movie that he does. You know, with, uh, like potential spinoffs. Like, uh, like he wanted to do a movie where, uh, like he revealed that, uh, Vincent Vega and Michael Madsen's character from Reservoir Dogs are actually brothers. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to do a, a Vega Brothers movie. <clears throat> uh, but, That'd be uh, interesting. The, the only thing that I know of is that there was a script book of, of, of this movie that came out at one point. And, uh. So is Tarantino really interested in, like, you know, the pulp era? Or something, or I have no idea. wonder what inspired this. I don't know. I know it was co-written with a person who has gone on yeah. to do some other things that weren't as great. Was his name Randy something? <laughs> Roger Avery. Roger Avery. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. he a baseball player? Uh, there's probably a baseball player. It sounds like a baseball player name, like a pitcher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he he has written quite a few movies. Uh, he's also been in prison for manslaughter. Oh. Uh, and he also co-wrote Beowulf with Neil Gaiman. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, there's your comic tie-in. Yeah, yeah. And then he also wrote the uh, first Silent Hill movie. Uh, huh. Oh, there's another comic tie-in. Uh, there was a scene that had Nick Fury versus the Abomination. It did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why didn't he just kill him right there? He would have saved... Ed Norton, a whole lot of trouble. It's true. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, That's what happened to Jules after he left the diner. He, he became Nick Fury. He's the shepherd of uh, the superhero community. I'd buy that. Yeah. yeah. 
he he probably lost his eye in some sort of right. Vincent Vega's uh, knife slip, his like switchblade slipped out of his hand or something in the car. <laughs> Well, Vincent Vega dies pretty much after. Oh, that's they, true. Yeah, they, they part ways. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that's towards the beginning of the film, actually. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Marcel Swallis did not take uh, Jules retiring so oh, so nicely. Right. Yeah. And stabbed out his eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the government said, "Hey, you're a bad motherfucker. Why don't you come work for us?" <laughs> I'm so I'm really glad that Ving Rhames didn't get typecast as having to fight uh, sex gimps because this is the <laughs> because I think this is the second movie I've seen with him from early on in his career where uh, the villain of the movie was like a weird sex gimp. Really, I remember people under the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad he broke through those shackles. <laughs> Cause he's he's pretty good. I like him. Oh yeah, he was yeah. great in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, very commanding presence. Oh yeah, definitely the first thing that I ever recall seeing him in for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Although I had seen people under the stairs before this, but right. Uh, in fact, actually, when we were watching it, I was kind of thinking that uh, of everyone in this movie. Uh, only Samuel L. Jackson seems to be the one that has gotten away unscathed <laughs> from from a future of terrible, terrible movies. Um, because Bruce Willis and John Travolta pretty much nowadays are only doing direct to DVD. Really, Bruce bullshit. Willis? Oh yeah. Really? How about, how about Walken? Uh, okay. He did uh, right. He's doing okay. Yeah. yeah. I think he just kind of you know. Gets a free pass for life, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, for some reason, completely <laughs> forgot that Christopher Walken was in this movie. Yeah, he's so great in this. He is amazing. In this. <laughs> his his delivery, I think, just works so perfectly in this movie. Oh yeah. Like it sometimes, you know, he's a little. I wouldn't say off-putting, but just his, you know, general line delivery is just so odd. Yeah. But it's perfect in this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I still remember everybody cracking up in the theater when he says the watch was in his ass for two years. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if you found it hilarious or not, but uh, when he's holding up the watch after he has just given that speech, <laughs> and then there's just the little kid hand that grabs it immediately, yeah. and then it just cuts. <laughs> I find that so goddamn funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think that yeah, because Bruce Willis like pops up and he's like having that dream, right? And I think Bruce Willis is an awesome physical comedy actor. Oh, like, yeah. like his like seriously, like people, if you haven't seen Hudson Hawk, it is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. I love that movie, and a lot of it is like Bruce Willis's physical comedy and like comedic timing. Yeah, and uh, he's a very good comedic actor. He yeah. started in comedies. Oh yeah, yeah. yep. Not a lot of people remember that because he's done a lot of stupid <laughs> he's bullshit. Done a lot of, yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah, Moonlight. also became apparently just the world's most giant asshole. I've heard a lot of. I mean, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say right. he's a uh, not, which is weird to me because he always had like kind of a personable, um, affable kind of like demeanor when he was on. You know, like you'd see him on David Letterman or whatever. Right. And like Dave seemed to love him, and like he always had him back over and over and over. Right. I don't know. It just seemed like 
He seemed like a nice guy. Right. But I've heard a lot of stories that he's just kind of a prima donna. Right. Although, I will say, some of those stories I've heard was from that Kevin Smith movie he did. Oh, yeah. And so, that's basically like just, you know, the world's other biggest asshole calling out (laughs) the world's biggest asshole. Oh, yeah. So, it's just sort of like, eh. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where you look at, too, how many times do the same directors work with an actor? And if they don't work with them often, it's probably because they're not... Right. They don't get along well. And, like, I, I don't think he was ever in another Tarantino movie, yeah, was he? I don't believe he was. No. Because neither was John Travolta. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's because he's a Scientologist. That's, yeah, possibly. Tarantino found that out and he was like, nope. It could be. Done. Of course, Tim Roth has not been in another uh, Tarantino movie yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, but he was in a couple before then. Yeah, he was in Reservoir yeah. Dogs. And- yeah, uh, not that Tarantino has has had a very prolific career. He's only made like six movies. I know it seems like he's made dozens though. Right. Hmm. Uh, what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Ooh, if you consider Natural Born Killers a Tarantino movie, because he wrote it, he wrote it. That's my favorite movie he's involved in. Okay, but out of everything he directed, man, that's a tough one. Gosh. Want me to tell you mine? Yeah. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown? Yep. That Pulp one, Fiction, top five favorite films. Jackie Brown is a better movie, though. Yeah. I don't know that I would disagree as far as if I had to pick a favorite. Like, I can't really think of what is my favorite, but Jackie Brown is awesome. That's a, such a good movie. Yeah. And I like his other movies, except for Death Proof. Oh, I like Death Proof, too. Uh, I hate, hate hate Death Proof, but I've talked about it before, yeah. I think. Um, but I think his other movies, like, like Inglorious Bastards and Kill Bill and, and uh, Django Unchained, I think they're all good movies, but I think they all are a little bit masturbatory. Mm. You know, it's, it's Quentin Tarantino saying that, hey, I love these types of movies, so I'm making this type of movie. Yeah, I see what you mean. And, and that's fine, and, and like I said, I enjoy those movies, and they're good. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jackie Brown, like, even though it's an adaptation of, of a novel, is his most mature and, and like, well-put-together, you know, movie. But without just slapping his influences on the screen right, yeah, so, yeah. so vividly, right? Yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, you know, I'm sure Reservoir Dogs and Pulp and, and Jackie Brown even have, you know, his influences in them, obviously, but, you mm-hmm. know, they're they're more subtle right. than some of the other ones. Yeah. 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 yeah but again, I, I still like them. Yeah. I'd kind of like to see Jackie Brown again now, yeah. now that you say that. It's like, it's probably been at least 10 years since I've seen that one. I saw that one in the theater, too. I think it was on Christmas Day. Yes, it was. And, uh... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And yep. I think I've seen it one time after that. So I saw it, uh, I only saw it in the theater once, but I've seen it on video at least twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, once when it probably came out on VHS, and then uh, when I bought it on DVD eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've read the book, Rum Punch. Yeah, yeah. it's an Elmore Leonard book, yep. right? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read any of this stuff. My brother loves Elmore Leonard, and I think he's read every single book that he's done right uh, which is not a small amount of books no but he keeps telling me i should i should read one but i'm like eh, I, just, I don't know yeah. maybe 
Uh, yeah, I might find them enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read at least two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Justified is based on uh, yeah, a right. short yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. This is a lot of fun to revisit. It, it was. like it, I think it holds up really well, and it might even be more enjoyable this time than the last time I watched it. Right. Like, like it was, it was, it's a very good movie. I think for me it was just because, like I said, I, I was able to now... You, know, you can catch things that like you, you don't catch on, on an initial viewing. Right. And especially now, you know, having been so long since I had seen it, you know... A, that it was still so memorable, you know, like like I still remembered, you know, lines of dialogue oh, you know, yeah. before that happened, you know, but but still being able to pick out little details, even like fuck ups, yeah, right. like uh, the scene in uh, in the apartment when uh, uh, Alexis Arquette jumps out of the bathroom to to shoot them. Uh, before he does that, there are bullet holes on the wall behind them. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't notice. Yep, the bullet holes are already there on the wall. Ah. Oh, uh, so maybe he was just shooting blanks, and Jules's whole uh, divine intervention <laughs> thing was just—it's possible. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Very good movie. Glad you, uh, glad you picked it. Yeah. It, it was sort of just a last-minute thing. We were sitting here trying to figure out what to watch, and uh, we just started going through my DVD collection, and <laughs> my first choice you rejected. <laughs> Which one was it? Uh, Buckaroo Bond. Oh yeah, I just wasn't in the mood for for that. I don't know. I've seen it one time, and I, I just remember not enjoying it for some reason. But it'll, it'll be my next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't usually veto, so yeah. I'll probably, I'll yeah. probably watch it. It won't be. I'll just watch it on my own at some point. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it sounds like something I would enjoy. Right. It's like funny and weird and eighties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's not to like? It's got Peter Weller and Clancy Brown. Right. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, really? Goldblum's in there? Yeah. I didn't know that. John Lithgow? Yeah. Christopher Lloyd? What? How can you go wrong? See, it almost sounds like too much at this point. Like, <laughs> like I'm, It's like I missed out, like I'd never heard the Beatles before. And like people are like, yeah, it's got all this, yeah, everything ever. And you're like, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I missed out. I'm moving on. Right. Want to take a break? Yeah. I could be. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness. But all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess. If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry enough. Are you and your friends are worried about me? I'm having lots of fun. Last night I dressed in tails, pretended I was on the town. As long as I can dream, it's hard to slow the swinger down. So please don't give a thought to me, I'm really doing fine. You can always find me here and having quite a time. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 50. 
sat watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. It's good to see you. I must go. I know I look a fright. Anyway, my eyes are not accustomed to this light, and my shoes are not accustomed to this hard concrete. So I must go back to my room and make my day complete. Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of fifty-one. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Don't tell me I've nothing to do. Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, we're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. It's different. It's, yeah. I, from, I mean, from, just, from, from, from recent months. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not from the, the previous ones. It's just as bad. It's, yeah. <laughs> Can't deny that. Uh, so, so what have you been up to in the last four months? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, drawing, working, playing with my dog. I have a dog. Yeah. I think you had her before. I'm we, sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I mentioned her on here. Uh, she keeps me busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's rambunctious. She is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing terribly exciting. Yeah. It's working at Mavericks. Yeah. And I like it. I like it a lot. It's good. Yeah. I remember, uh, back when you didn't. Yeah. 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 I totally hated it for yeah. a while. I think it just got so stagnant. And nobody working there wanted, like, to do anything because it felt like, uh, Jack was in a place where he was, his health was declining. He just didn't feel like doing anything. And, like, he would sort of squelch any ideas we had. And, right. like, the story was just so, it was so stagnant and, like, just. Plus un- the magic players. <laughs> Plus the magic player. I, no, it's not the, honestly, it's not the players as much as it is the time that, the players take away from the other parts of the story. Like I genuinely like most of our magic players. I really do, but I just feel like the magic section do, is like, it is a success to the, uh, defeat of everything else in right. the story, you know, but it's good now because like, I'm hardly ever in the magic section. It's oh, awesome. That's good. And, uh, we have enough employees and things are moving right along and it's, it's nice. It's not stagnant. We're, you know, we're doing well. Good. So it's cool. And your brother works there again? He is. My brother's there once a week, which is awesome. Yeah. He's there Wednesday nights usually. Um, so yeah, it's fun to work with him. Yeah. I've probably spent more time with him in the last two months than I have in the last year. Well, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, as long as you like him. Yeah. I, I love spending time with him. Yeah. It's, it's weird that for some reason we just, our, like our schedules didn't really um, mesh well, so we just didn't really spend a lot of time together. But yeah, it's pretty good now. Yeah, must be nice to have a brother that you like. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah, you see, that's the cool thing about the world is it's not just you know your blood brothers. You can be brothers with anybody. Yeah, yeah. I kind of consider you like a brother. See, I feel like you're more like a sister. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> Well, yeah, that still makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, my brother. brother. Oh, yeah. I'm your sister. Oh, you're my little sister. Yeah. Is it because I've been crying so much? 
<laughs> it's your feminine, uh, <laughs> feminine wiles. You, know? yeah. you have you have a feminine way about you. Yeah, it's your light your light touch. I think is what it is. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, things are things are all right. My my last four months have been uh, fucking misery. But you're, uh, you're pulling yourself out of it. I'm trying. Uh, it is does not necessarily work all the time. Nor nor should it be expected. To. Right. Yeah. Um. But. You know, uh, I, I know that sometime in the near future, I'm probably going to have contact with the X again, and I'll probably just uh, spiral out again after that uh, that meeting. I hope not. Uh, I hope not either. And then the thing is that when we do get together and, and meet, it is usually you know pleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, the only animosity is that, uh, hey, why did you break up with me? Uh, but other than that, <laughs> other than that small exchange, right? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, you know what? And it's my fault for falling in love. <laughs> oh. I should not have invested emotionally. No, that's not true. It might be true. Uh, <sighs> but yeah. So pretty much, my last four months have been uh, depression and sadness and crying. And, uh, the feeling like I'm drowning and I think about suicide every single day. Not the band. <laughs> uh, actually, the actual act of it. But I am making every attempt I can to not do that. Well, that's good. That's very good. And so hopefully, hopefully doing podcasts again will help. Yeah. I know you and Joji have, have been uh, great boons to me. Uh, you know, although you guys also cancel plans on me quite frequently, or, or, uh... What? <laughs> I don't know if quite frequently is uh, fair, but, yeah. Life happens sometimes. Yeah. Well, I understand you guys can't babysit me all the time. <laughs> as much as I would like it. Oh. Well, I'm glad to see you're, you're, uh, branching out a bit. You know? yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this helps a little bit. Uh, otherwise, I've been watching a lot of TV shows. Right. And then, uh, and then spending a lot of time at my parents' house. Cause even that is better than, uh, alone. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. drawing a lot. Been drawing a little bit too much. Mostly on a tablet. You've kind of abandoned uh, ink and paper. I have for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it's a little weird. It's a little sad for me. Uh, I don't know why it is, but <laughs> I love ink and paper. Ink and paper is great. Uh, you know, I, I also love it, but the convenience of of the tablets and and the phone are mm. are just too great to ignore it's true but what if like all the you know like ancient egyptians and all the previous cultured cultures had a uh, you know progressed to digital formats uh-huh. and like you know after their technology went down uh-huh. um their civilization was wiped out there were, there wouldn't be any remnants of that art those artifacts left but it'd be in the cloud <laughs> right but the cloud would be gone <laughs> listen if for whatever reason, any future civilizations 
wanted to know what I was drawing. Yeah. I've got like a two foot high stack of papers sitting behind <laughs> That's me. That's true. I see. And that is only a fraction <laughs> of the three different sketch days that I have been yeah. involved with. Not to mention It's an impressive stack. Not to mention whatever might be hidden in drawers or other rooms of my house or in that closet even. I know that like a lot of my college artwork is in there. Right. Uh there is no lack of physical material of my art. Well, what if the what if your best stuff is ahead of you, but you only do it digitally, and then we get wiped out? Well, then whatever. A, <laughs> nobody cares. Oh. <laughs> there are three people who check out my blog, and you're not even one of them. I am always there. <laughs> I see it all the time. Uh, yeah, no one gives a shit about what I do, or will ever do. So, whatever. If I draw on my phone, it does not matter. In the, <laughs> they are, the they're impressive. Like, I mean, it's very well done stuff. I just, you yeah. know, personally, I like a tangible finished product to, like, give to somebody or put in a binder or a frame or whatever. And, you know, I'm not completely abandoning uh, pen and ink or mm-hmm. paper or anything like that. It just, uh, for sake of convenience and, and you know, it's, it's true. just... Yeah, I've always got my phone on me, right. and if I can draw on it, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely understand the pros of it. Yeah. And then, you know, I've still got ideas and stuff that I'm actually going to do on on a, on a piece of paper at some point. Cool, yeah. yeah. Like a grocery list. Like a grocery list. Uh, <laughs> no, you probably do that on your phone too, don't you? Uh, no, I, I don't make any kind of list. Oh, okay. I just go to the grocery store and wing it. Yeah? Oh, and you're come winging. back and realize that... Uh, There's no toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done winging it. I'm I'm officially old. I do my grocery list in order of how the items appear in the store. To like, I know the well. That pro- means you have to memorize the layout of the store. Oh yeah, it's easy. I got it down. What happens if they rearrange? I'm fucked. <laughs> I spend three hours in the grocery. But no, I like I don't shop at Myers. So luckily, Kroger's has been the same. All my entire life, right? They haven't rearranged. So, <clears throat> what if they? What if they decide to rebuild that one as a super Kroger? Oh my gosh! I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. You'd be looking for olives, but then suddenly you're in the furniture section. <laughs> yeah, what are these diapers doing in the kiwi section? <laughs> Guess I'll have to eat these diapers. <laughs> how do you, How do you <laughs> tell if it's the kiwi? How do you tell if a diaper's ripe? You squeeze it. It's supposed to be firm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about buying fruit. Right. I know is if uh, if the watermelon looks a little more red than you know than the other than, watermelon, than it's usually pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kroger. Kroger. Man, I could really go some fruit right now. I know, right? right. I had some fruit earlier today. Uh, I did not. Nah. <laughs> yeah. We're back. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Bringing our A game. <laughs> yep. 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 One of us had fruit. The other did not. Take yep. notes. Yep. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to this. You've ran out of good entertainment. Yep. You're actually listening to two guys talk about whether or not they ate fruit. Well, you know, here's the deal. We haven't done a podcast in four months. It's true. Yeah. And when I ask you, hey, 
what's been going on the last four months. <laughs> and you say, nothing. Yeah. And then you ask me what's going on for the last four months, and I say, sadness. <laughs> right. Clearly, we're not living full lives. Right. Well, I don't know. I've done some stuff. What have I done? Have I done anything? I've done anything. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I've just worked at Mavericks, and I've drawn a little bit. Drawn right. Uh, I was published by Image. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Talk I'm, about that. I'm now published by Image. There's a, there's a book, it'll probably be a future pick for the show, because I, I really enjoy an Image comic called Captara. We're both reading it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chip Zdarsky and Kagan McLeod. Yeah. And it's like a fun sci-fi version of, like, a ridiculous He-Man universe, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Um... And uh, one of the characters in the second issue, I think it was the second issue, I really liked. He was only in one or two panels. And I, I, you know, I drew a picture of him and I emailed him along with, you know, like a few kind words for the, the book. And lo and behold, in issue four, yep. I think, they uh, printed my letter and my drawing. So yeah. I'm, I'm an unpaid published image artist. There you go. And like, you also got letter of the week. I, right. <laughs> Along with like four other guys. Yeah. Well, sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like a pretty good, it was like a fourth of the uh, page there. It was. They, 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 they gave they, me. They reprinted your art very well. Yeah, it was, I, was, I was happy. But yeah, it's a really good book. It um, is. Check it out. Fun. Uh, so I guess we don't have to review that now. Yep, yep. <laughs> that one's done. Yep. Mark that off. All right. Man, we're coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> we're better than ever. <laughs> Uh, and you got published too? Did I? Holy fuck, yeah you did. That, that, that happened before we... Really? Yeah, did yeah, it? Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought that was like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah Bambi and I were still together. Oh. Uh, I didn't mean to bring it back to that. It's alright. Hey, there's Hellboy riding a cow. Yep, that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin Nolan. He is fantastic. He did a... There's an Abe Sapien one shot he did that I still haven't read. Yeah. Uh, it came out fairly recently, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in my pile of two reads. <clears throat> didn't he also do a Lobster Johnson not too long ago? He did like a bookends of it. Yeah. It's like it's like three pages at the beginning and end of the book. Sure, I yeah. He did like a full. I, no, because I because I was really excited about it and right. I picked it up and okay. flipped through it and most of the book he did not do. <laughs> You're dubious, <laughs> but I swear, man. All right. uh, See. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a movie. You uh, did recently. Oh yeah, that that uh, is partially relevant to to our show here. Yeah, uh, I saw the Fantastic Four movie, the brand new one, the brand new one, or as I call it, the Fant Four Stick. The Fant Four Stick. Yeah, because the logo is Fant Four uh, Stick. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called, Fant Four uh, Stick. Oh yeah. Because hey, Hollywood people. If that's the stupid fucking thing you're gonna do, that's what I'm gonna call your movie. The only one that that ever worked for was Transformers. Uh, yep. Oh, is this the fourth Fantastic Four movie? Holy shit, it is. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> and they still didn't get it right. It's still terrible. Uh, although... Not as bad as everyone else in the world will have you believe. Just, it, just bad, not extremely bad. Right, yeah. It is basically just 
painfully mediocre and boring. Yeah, okay. Like, like it is not... Like, like, like the Roger Corman movie is terrible, <laughs> but in a fun, terrible way. Right. Like, it's a so bad, it's good kind of thing. Uh, this one is just so painfully down the middle that it just shouldn't even register on anyone's See, that, radar. That is almost worse, though, right? I a mean, little yeah. bit, yeah. Because yeah. at least the other is like and it got an entertainment value to it, right? Yeah, there's very little entertainment value in, in the new Fantastic Four. It is just dull as dirt and yeah. just an incomprehensible mess. But at the same time, you're watching it and you're like, well, the elements are there. Right. There are definitely things in this movie that work, but it is not put together well. Yeah, yeah. that's too bad. I don't know that I'll ever see it, but... It's not worth seeing. No. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It is, it is, like, definitely, like I said, not as bad as everyone else in the world is making it out to be, but you can totally miss it and yeah. be okay <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> it is not worth paying money to watch. I had a... And I paid full fucking price. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah, because I had my Ben Grimm thing t-shirt on the other day at Mavericks, yeah. and and like eight people asked me if I'd seen the movie, and I was like, no, and they, were, they like looked at me weird, you know? And I was like, well, isn't it weird that you didn't ask me if I read the new comic? Right. Or, I mean, yeah. Or, or like, I guess there isn't a brand new comic, but you know. No, yeah, I mean? it's canceled. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but I mean, like, I've worn that shirt for years, and no one has ever been like, oh, that's a good comic. Right. It's like, you know, just because I like a comic about a character doesn't mean I want to see a movie about that character. Right. You know? Well, it's like, you know, that's kind of the thing. It's like a lot of people just assume it's like, oh, you like comics, so you've seen all the comic book movies. Yeah, there's like a dozen I haven't seen. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and guess what? Just because you like comics doesn't mean you have to right. go see the movies. Yeah. You, you don't. No. If, if it looks bad, you can skip it. Yeah, that's I, true. I would have skipped the Fantastic Four. Uh, but my friend coerced me into seeing it. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of our customers that I feel like skipping a superhero movie would just be like them skipping a meal or like right, a, a yeah. not sleeping one night. You know, they're like they wouldn't even consider. Right. It's like you know you don't yeah you, know, you don't have to. I mean, some of them look awesome and some of them are awesome and right. some of them just look horrible. Yeah. You don't don't feel obligated. You know, like the thing that gets me. Uh, like I remember this once. Uh, I think it was when. Hellboy 2 came out. Mm. And, and I love the Hellboy movies. Uh, I love oh, yeah. the first one, and I thought the second one was even better. They're both great. Yeah. And I was on, like, a message board or something, and, like, the, the second movie was coming out or whatever, and uh, some guy was, like, the trailer had been released or something like that, and he was like, this looks fucking awful, and I hated the first movie, but I guess I'll go see it. And I was like, why? If you hated the first movie, Why? It's like like the Star Wars prequels. Like Phantom Menace came out, everybody hated it, but then everybody went out and saw the other two when yeah, they came out. Right. Why? I you know, I was kinda in that boat though. Like I was super disappointed when I saw Phantom Menace. But I was like, Well maybe they'll get it right this time. You know, like I don't want to miss out if it is awesome. So like I mean I kinda get that, but you know, if all the evidence is there that it's just going to be more of the same, or even worse. Why bother? Right. You know, if 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 there's a series of movies and the first one is awful, why force yourself to see the the others? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I saw Phantom Menace and said, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I've still only seen Phantom Menace one time, and it was, like, the week it came out in the theater. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And I never saw Attack of the Clowns and uh, Bobo Goes to College. <laughs> I, saw, I saw them both in the theater one time. And I think I've seen Revenge of the Sith once on DVD at Kathleen's, but, um, yeah, I'm good on those for the rest of my life. Right. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sure some people enjoy them, and I, it's awesome, I'm glad you do, but... Right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I couldn't care less. Yeah, not for me. So, you know, like, yeah, like, The Dark Knight, I famously do not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I am the only person in the world that does not mm-hmm. like it. Uh, but because I did not like it, I said, you know what? Gonna skip Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, still haven't seen it. I actually did, ah. but it was on TV. Uh-huh. It was like three weeks ago. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. So it's been a while. Yeah. And guess what? I fucking hated that movie. Glad I didn't pay to see money for it. I or pay money. To I see enjoyed it. all of them, but they're they're not very fun. I mean, like, I've never I've never been like I need to rewatch this movie. You know, yeah. I, that hasn't happened yet. Um, I actually kind of rewatched like a really big portion of Batman Begins uh, mm-hmm. the other day, and I still really like it. Mm-hmm. I still think that it is a great movie, uh, but man, did I dislike Dark Knight. Yeah. And then yeah, just again three weeks ago on like FX or AMC or something, like Dark Knight Rises was on, and I was like, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing else. I'll watch this. It was fucking awful. Yeah. It was the dumbest movie I've ever watched. Oh, <laughs> and also not any fun. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it, but it, mostly just for like the visuals and the acting was pretty good. But um, yeah, as far as just like enjoyable movie and like fun time, yeah, yeah not not really so much. Yeah, I'd still rather watch most Marvel movies than. Yeah. Than, than those Batman movies. But you still haven't seen Ant-Man, though, right? I have not. I have not seen Ant-Man. I really recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, if you're looking for fun, it is probably the second most fun Marvel movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Second only to the new Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not based on a Marvel comic. Yeah. We're all gonna pray for the failure of the Fantastic Four so the Marvel will get back the rights and make their own version. Yeah. Cause that's not gonna happen <laughs> <No>. ever. <laughs> hey, guess what, fanboys? Give it up. Yeah. Fox is holding on to that with a death grip. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna lose money on this for the rest of our lives. Yep. Anything to not give it back to Marvel. <laughs> well, eventually Disney Marvel will own the world. That's true. And they'll, they'll yeah. just end up with that anyway right Lucasfilm wow yeah Lucasfilm Disney Marvel yeah all they need is Walmart and they've pretty much got half the planet they may already have Walmart yeah. I'm not even sure <laughs> right. man yeah yeah so uh yeah so uh maybe uh if we're, if we're gonna keep doing this I should pick a comic for us to read I would love to read a comic yeah? Yeah. Like a graphic novel or a series or whatever. Right. Because lately I've just been reading... I've been keeping up pretty well 
on uh, my new monthly books that I buy. Yeah. Like, like I, like I used to always have a problem keeping up, but I think it's because we were always reading uh, graphic novels. Sure. So, so I'm really looking forward to losing uh, that momentum on my new comics. Right, no problem. <laughs> well, let me fuck up your life for you here. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, even even though we haven't been doing much of anything, I haven't read a lot of anything at all. Uh, just because, you know, of the lonely time sadness, the train mm-hmm. that I'm on. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which, which is, does not make reading enjoyable. Uh, but I did actually read, uh, uh, our, our friend Joe G sold me the, uh, uh, entire trade paperback collection of the Mark Wade and Mike Waringo Fantastic Four. Uh, okay. I read the, uh, the first trade of that. It was alright. Yeah, I'm not a huge Mark Wade fan, but, you know. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, but, but that is not what we're going to be reading oh. for, for our next pick. Uh, actually, we're going to read a book, and, and I know that the last time I picked a comic, uh, <laughs> you'd think, well, hey, you should just pick that comic that you had previously picked. I'm not going to. Yeah. So so no Thrilling Adventure Hour comic yet. Uh, we're actually going to read a book that I just got in the mail on Friday. Oh. Uh, and it is a book that uh, I did not order. This is a book I did not buy. This is a book I have never heard of before I opened the package. <laughs> well, that's from Santa Claus. Kinda. Uh, if Santa Claus was a guy by the name of uh, Chris Pfeiffer, Puff Pfeiffer, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce. I think it. it's Pfeiffer. I think it's Pfeiffer, but then Will Puff Pfeiffer is pronounced Puff Pfeiffer, <laughs> the the writer of the Teen Titans. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what to believe anymore in life. Yeah, it's all a mystery. <laughs> Uh, but for just the sake of uh, how I've just always believed it to be pronounced, we'll go Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pfeiffer, who, who was a listener to the program, who commissioned both of us uh, last year to do a Tom Waits drawing oh, for him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, out of nowhere, sent me a present. Uh, he, he bought a book on Amazon and, and sent it to me. That's sweet. Yeah, it was. It was. I was uh, incredibly touched by by the uh, the gesture, and, and, and uh, totally unexpected and totally unnecessary. But I'm also not going to turn down a free comic book, right? Yeah, especially one that looks as good as this one does. Yeah, because uh, it looks kind of awesome. I don't know anything about it. Like I said, never heard of it. Never heard of the guy who made it. But we're going to read it and find out if it's any good. Sweet. It is called Dorfler. Uh, by a guy named Jeremy Baum. Baum? Baum? Yeah. B-A-U-M. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's about Tim Conway's golf, uh, yes. antics. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I'm really excited to read that. Dorfler on golf. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. You know I love Tim Conway. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Why would you not? Right. If you don't love Tim Conway, you're inhuman. <laughs> Which means you are getting a heavy push by Marvel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Atlantean Rising. <laughs> Adelon. Well, whatever. Wait, all right. Uh, yeah, so Dorfler. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a book. I guess it's relatively recent-ish. Uh, it's by, published by Fanagraphics. Uh, it's available in Comixology. Follow along with us, folks. Yeah, this time we might actually read it. We might be back in a week. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly hope so. Yeah, let's hope that 
nothing horrible happens to either of us in the next week. Or the planet in general. Because, eh. like, if we're okay, but, like, the moon crashes into, like, uh-huh. the Earth, we probably still wouldn't do the show. Probably not. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be too upset if that happened. <laughs> oh, I would. I, I like the moon and the Earth just where they're at. Eh, our time is done. No, no, no. It is. No, no, it's just beginning. Nope. Listen, you know, whatever I feel emotionally about myself and my 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 depression and whatever, you know, that's fine. That's on me. But as a whole, the human race is Oh, over. I thought you meant just me and you. No. Okay. No. The human race. Our time is done. Let's end this oh, fucking no. thing. Well, we're on the cusp. Uh, <laughs> We're in our, we're in the fall. We're approaching the winter of our love, our existence. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the apocalypse cannot come soon enough. But on the occasion that it doesn't happen within the next week, oh, we're gonna have a comic that we've read <laughs> called Dorfler. Cool. Right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks for hooking us up with that. Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it greatly. So. Yeah, sweet. Until then. Until then, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>